0: This is Putting Numbers to Work from MetLife, where complex data from the benefits landscape is distilled into lessons employers can immediately put into action. Now here's your host, Marcus Smallwood. Welcome to MetLife's podcast, Putting Numbers to Work, where experts take complex ideas from across the benefit research landscape and distill them into lessons employers can put into action. Hi, I'm Marcus Smallwood, HR professionals are inundated with new stories and emerging trends that help predict radical shifts in employee expectations and how organizations need to change to stay competitive. It's hard to know who to trust, what's hype, what's real, and what's going to have an impact. This show will give you the data, confidence, and practical advice you need to help stay competitive and build a stronger, more productive, and holistically healthy workforce. Today, I am speaking with Executive Vice President of MetLife's U.S. group benefit business, Todd Katz, about MetLife's research on the state of employment landscape and how demonstrating employee care can help employers achieve talent outcomes and more important tips to help your organization reach new heights. Welcome to the show, Todd.
1: Thanks, Marcus. Really happy to be here. Looking forward to the discussion today.
0: As am I, as am I. So Todd, MetLife just released our 21st annual Employee Benefit Trend Study. We'll also refer to it as EBTS. I was thinking we kick things off by having you tell us a little more about the study. So like its purpose and who we interview and where we get our data and, and what we actually do with it.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. So we've been doing this for 21 years, quite a long time. In fact, it's the longest running employee benefits, even insurance industry study out there. And we look at trends, not only the things that are most important today, but how they evolve over time. A couple of things in terms of who we talk to, we talk to employers and employees You talk to about 2,500 of each, and it's across a broad set of industries, geographies, employer sizes, and a diverse set of demographics of employees. So we're really trying to get a good view of working America and take their temperature on what's important to them, not only in employee benefits, but about working at their company and what makes that great for them each and every day.
0: That's great. That's great. So after 21 years of tracking key workplace trends, we've definitely learned a lot. And looking at our latest study, can you discuss what we learned from employers and employees and what they're looking for and and, and what's most important?
1: Yeah, we learned a lot this year. You're right. As part of this year's research, we conducted both qualitative and quantitative interviews, as I noted, with employers and employees. And the goal was to understand really what they were looking for, what was most important to them, and it really validated a lot of what we thought going in. So from an employer perspective, three things really came to the top of their list. One, you've all heard about the war for talent, hyper-focused on attracting and retaining the right talent. Number two, a big focus on employee productivity, We know that there's a lot on employees' minds and employers want to make sure they're in an environment where they can be productive. And then third, a focus on engagement. And these things are important, and I'll come back to this a little bit later because there is a really clear correlation between these attributes and business success, which of course we know is what employers want. Just pivoting to employees for a second, we heard a few things that are different employees want to feel successful at work. They want to feel valued by their employer and they want to feel appreciated. We also found that they want to feel that they're working in a place where they belong. Belonging was a big deal. And in fact, when we dove a little bit deeper on this concept of belonging, because it really started emerging more this year than in previous years, that mattered more with black employees, women, Hispanic employees, and Gen Zs. So, it's really as employers are looking to engage their diversity in their workforce, they've got to understand these things and make sure they're connecting dots to really what matters to their employees.
0: Yeah, connecting those dots is key. And, and when you do it right and you can get to that common place, it could really move mountains. Now, did the data give any insights as to what employers can do to achieve the outcomes that they desire?
1: It certainly did. You know, if you think about it, employers and employees are clear. They've told us what they want. What we do through the questioning is we try to correlate what people tell us is important and that, how that aligns with the people that tell us they're feeling those things that are important to them, successful, valued, appreciated. And at the top of the list driving all of those things was this concept of holistic health. So if you think about holistic health, that's a broad set of components of health, financial health, mental health, physical health, and social health. And really the key point is employees that feel holistically healthy or holistically well Those are the ones where we're going to get that extra effort, where we're going to get more discretionary focus. They're the ones that are going to be more aligned to delivering on those outcomes that employers say they want.
0: Todd, I guess the question is, are employees actually holistically healthy?
1: Yeah, that's the bad news. So I'd say not quite. So I, I think we've all heard some of these buzzwords, the bare minimum Mondays and the great resignation and quiet quitting, to name a few. And they're all representative of the same issue. Only 41% of the employees we surveyed said they believed they were holistically healthy. And by the way, that's gone the wrong way. Last year, that number was 45%. So it's down. And what they tell us is stress and burnout are really high and they're increasing. And they're increasing the levels above where they were before the pandemic, which means employees are feeling less engaged. They're feeling less productive. And when they're feeling that way, they're looking for other opportunities.
0: Wow. It's clear employers have a lot to consider on this topic, and it doesn't seem like there's a clear, easy button for them to press. So what can employers do to get their employees holistically healthy?
1: All right. You kind of set me up on this one because I I think we found what might be the easy button. We dive into the research and we ask employees that question. And, And again, the way we do this, our methodology is we look at the people who say they are holistically healthy, and then we find out what they say their employers are doing. And the key theme that moved to the top, and this is the cover of our report. This is the headline of our story is you just have to show your employees that you care. They want to work for an employer who shows genuine interest in them. And when you show your employee they care, that more than anything else is the biggest driver of holistic wellness. It's not trust. It's not programs. It's that concept of showing them that you care. So let's just talk a little bit, like, what does that mean? And so we dove into, like, what are the dimensions of care that matter? And just a couple of headlines I'll I'll hit on now. First, compensation actually does matter. Uh, It's the foundation. Employees need to feel that they're paid fairly. They also need to feel safe at work. I would consider those foundational, not going to be able to get anywhere on that care spectrum if your employees don't feel that way. Consider those table stakes. But then if you really want to go above and beyond, you need to show employees that you're taking an interest in their overall well-being and doing that not just when they're at work, but their well-being outside of work. It's also very much about the individual and celebrating their contributions and recognizing them as individuals and their unique needs. Employees don't want to feel like a number. They want to feel like a person, a human, somebody who comes to work to a place where their employer is thinking about them. And when that happens, there's a big payoff. Employees who say that their employer cares are three times more likely to be holistically healthy. And that's across every dimension. It's across financial health, mental health, physical health, social health. So we think think we've found that silver bullet. It's about caring. But here's the bad news, almost like with Holistic Health, only about half of employees feel cared for. So there's an opportunity to change that dynamic.
0: Wow, there is a really great opportunity to change that dynamic. Only half of employees feel cared for. That's staggering. So what can employers do to help employees feel cared for and ultimately drive the key outcomes employers and employees are looking for? Yeah. So
1: what we found in the research is there's six dimensions of the employee experience that matter. And I'll go through them quickly, but the headline is employers that demonstrate care across all six dimensions, not five of six, not four of six, not three of six. But if you can demonstrate care across all six, the employees of those employers essentially are saying they're feeling cared for and they're feeling, feeling more holistically healthy. So let's break them down. So the first one I already talked about, it is that table stakes. It's about fair compensation and safety. So again, we'll take that as a given. The next one is purposeful work. And here's a couple stats that I'll share. 58% of employees consider purposeful work a must-have when considering whether to stay in the current role or accept a new job. So that's a pretty big deal. Second, social and supportive culture. 70% of employees say a supportive manager is a must-have for employees to demonstrate care. So it's not just the company and the company being supportive. It's that manager, that person they work with each and every day. Next one is flexibility and work-life balance. Actually, only 27% of employees think their employer -er. provides a high degree of flexibility when it comes to work-life balance. So certainly an opportunity there. And then the last two, professional growth and training. About a third of employees rate learning and development among the top three elements of their experience at work. And the last one is wellness programs and benefits. Now, that's what we do here at MetLife. And since our last pre-pandemic EBTS report in 2020, there's been a two times increase in the proportion of employees who consider health and wellness programs must-haves when considering a new role. So those are the six. I'll go through them again real quick. Compensation and safety, purposeful work, social and supportive culture, flexibility, professional growth, and wellness and benefits. And when you demonstrate care across all six,
0: that's what drives holistic wellness. That's really good insight. So as employers try to effectively seize the moment, Todd, and demonstrate care, how employees view care is critically important. And I think I know the answer to this, Todd, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do all employees view care in the same way? So just a couple thoughts
1: on that. First, it's really important to understand the demographics of your workplace. Understand your employees. Great way to do that, by the way, is ask them what's important to them. But let me give you some of the insights of what we heard in the research that might help shape that. First, women say that their employer can better demonstrate care for them with safety in the work environment and support from managers. We saw a, a definitely a higher ranking there for women than we did for men. For blue collar workers, affordability of benefits really will increase their perceived care of their employer on the job. And then Gen Z employees expect their employer to demonstrate care by taking action on environmental, social, and political issues. So I spoke earlier about you need to demonstrate care across all dimensions, but it's important to note that different cohorts of employees have different things that are more important to them. And it really gets to that concept of personalization. We need to treat people as individuals and work with them on the things that are important to them. One size fits all just isn't going to
0: work. Yeah, that's out the window. I think of all the customers that we have, and, and no two customers are exactly the same. They have diverse population with diverse needs for their employees. And it sounds like the employees have been pretty vocal of, of what's important to them, So how do employers make sure that what they are offering actually lines up with what employees are saying that are must-haves?
1: It really starts with assessing what's important to your population. And that's gonna be really key. And let me just give you some examples of once you've assessed what's important to your employees, how you can put these things in action across the different dimensions of care. Purpose is really important to several different cohorts of employees. And the good news is purpose can be embedded across many different common practices that employers implement. They can clarify and elevate the enterprise purpose, making sure that there's a singular focus for the organization that everybody can kind of see as that North star can embed purpose into systems and operations. And just acknowledge individuals and recognize that different individuals are going to relate to the company's purpose in different ways. Just high-level examples there. When we think about social and supportive culture, it is important to dedicate resources to culture. Consider setting aside the right team to focus on what your culture is and what you want it to be, and then make culture part of your manager's jobs and then finally can really reimagine and connect recognition to culture. So those are some examples and there's other examples in training and in benefits and certainly around kind of landing on the things that matter most to your employees. But the key here is getting clear on what matters to your employees and then aligning it with what you do as an employer so it fits for your company.
0: That's great advice. So, Todd, we have time for about one last question before we wrap. And you touched on this a little bit, but I think if we can keep the conversation going just around the perception of care. So what can an employer do to improve their employees' actual perception of caring?
1: I think it it has to come with authenticity. At the end of the day, kind of an authentic demonstration of employee care gives employers the best chance to increase holistic health across a diverse workforce. And organizations that are successful in genuinely demonstrating employee care, they'll be well-positioned to achieve their talent management goals, even during difficult economic times. Employee care can provide support to financially stressed workers. It can boost productivity and retention, which drives the bottom line. In that sense, the question isn't whether organizations can afford to invest in employee care but rather whether they can afford not to. I would say employers can consider the following. One, I hit on it earlier, really understand the demographics of your workforce. Your employees are the ones that you're talking to and make sure you recognize their unique care needs. Second, you can assess the level of perceived care demonstrated by your organization through any type of survey or engagement tool. It's sometimes hard to get that information, but once you have that information, you can act on it. And that's the last step. Act on it in a way that employees see that consistent demonstration, and it's going to vary from employer to employer, and then check in and see if it's working. And kind of if you put it all together, if you make sure your employees are feeling cared for across those dimensions, they are going to feel much more holistically well and holistically well employees are more engaged, they're more productive and they're happier at work. And that's gonna ultimately drive business outcomes, which is really what employers are looking for.
0: That's great. So I heard know your people, listen to them, right? Have a consistent approach and and measured as well. And most importantly, have an authentic demonstration of employee care.
1: Yeah, don't complicate it. You got it. Pretty straightforward.
0: Well, that's about all the time that we have for today's episode. Todd, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Marcus.
1: It was a pleasure. And I encourage everyone to check out the Employee Benefit Trend Study Report and appreciate the time.
0: That's it for today's episode. I want to say thank you so much to Todd for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the conversation, you can learn more about MetLife's research on employee care by visiting metlife.com forward slash E-B-T-S 2023. Make sure you're subscribed to Putting Numbers to Work. And if you're enjoying the show, which we hope you are, leave us a review and tell us what you like. We'd love to hear from you. Again, I'm Marcus Smallwood, and this has been Putting Numbers to Work presented by MetLife.